everybody, and welcome to episode lucky number 13 of On the Flank. I am one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hello, as always, everybody. Yeah, you always have to say hello. And uh, when it comes to analysis, we are on the flank. Joe, something just came out as a nerd, um, as a big fan. This was my childhood. Have you seen it yet? The Detective Pikachu trailer. I just watched it like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. I have um, no idea what to make of it, but I also want to watch it. So <laughs> So I'm right now I'm having like my Pokemon resurrection of sorts. As a kid, I loved Pokemon. And all of a sudden, I have just fallen back in love with it. Um, it's because I got the latest from my 3DS. I got Pokemon uh, Moon. And uh, uh, it's, a fan- yeah. it's a fantastic game. I, 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 I haven't heard too much about it. And honestly, I love it a lot. Um, the, the new one's coming out in like four days or something. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. I am asking for that one for Christmas. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it... I, it looks like... It's a, like a very simplified version of the original ones, in my opinion. So I, I'm not going to use my own money to purchase it. But I'm excited to try it out because it looks super cool. Welcome uh, to the Pokemon podcast. Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> Bob, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely need to make Bob a Pokemon. Uh, if they had an Overwatch Pokemon, like, uh, crossover event, whew, that would be insane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, I, bet, I bet that could be a voice line, though. Bob, I choose you. <laughs> Bob, I choose you. If they did, like, a Pokemon <laughs> skin for Ash, because Ash is... Ooh. Ash, Ash is Ooh, Ash I like for it. Pokemon. Um, there we yeah, go exactly um but yeah i guess we should start talking about overwatch uh branding today's the big branding episode we got three brands to grade joe you excited to brand these or grade these brands brand these grades oh yeah it's gonna be good Oh, yeah. We also, I mean, technically, all the brands are kind of revealed at this point. I guess we'll lead off with the fact that they all got leaked via the Overwatch app, the classic except Overwatch for, app. Except, no, except for Vancouver. Except for Vancouver. Vancouver's the little sneaky, sly, secret team over here. The Vancouver Runaways. <laughs> yeah, the old Vancouver Runaways. But yes, we did. Get, it was confirmed correct once we got that Paris logo um, in there. Uh, we saw the Guangzhou and the Chengdu officially now. Uh, the two other ones are Hangzhou, which is a finger pointer pointing th- thing, and the the uh, DC Justice, Washington Justice, which is a shitty shield made in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll talk more about those when they're officially revealed. Um, but apparently, I, I saw today on the subreddit. I don't know if it's a if it's a good source or not, but apparently someone attended a Vancouver event and had found out the information that Vancouver will be announcing their roster in three weeks. Yeah, like first week of December or something. I saw that too. Yeah, because they're going to have a gamer night at the Vancouver Canucks uh, arena. It's the same owner as the Vancouver Canucks, which is a hockey team if you are not a sports fan. Um. But yeah, so I I imagine branding will be before that. We got three brandings in one week. I imagine we're going to get three more this week, hopefully, and finish it off. But I'm always way too hopeful about these things. <laughs> yeah, you never know. All right, well, let's let's start off with the first one that was announced at a lovely a lo- Toronto style at a lovely event in Paris in Paris everyone was there the the management the players themselves and even the commissioner Nate Nancer was there in Paris um, for that big event that was streamed on Twitch uh, the other two teams didn't do these events I think the only other one so far is Toronto that did an event or an official announcement um, let's just talk about the event first what what did you think did you watch the event at all Joe um, I didn't know but I'm um... Uh, I'm glad that they're doing it. I mean, particularly because um, because this is the Paris team that um, you know we talked about you know region affiliations and stuff. And so to be able to actually have an EU event for um, what many consider the only EU team, um, that you, you know, I'm sure that's helpful. Um, maybe even more so for Paris than for Toronto. Um, you know, helping them 
uh, build that brand, you know, because I mean, because all these new teams are at a super disadvantage um, coming into season two just because they're not established. Um, and so this isn't on our list of things to talk about. But if we wanted to get into the um, Toronto Esports, Toronto Defiant thing, that uh, the, uh, these teams that are not established, they've got uh, they've got to be really careful about what they do, but they've also got lots of work to build up, um, you know, a fan base that the other teams just sort of naturally got by virtue of existing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so it's a, good, it's a good start for them, definitely. Emma. I appreciated that. Yeah, it's very interesting. I've seen these threads on competitive Overwatch that are basically asking, like, if, you, uh, if you're going to be a fan of one of the new teams, which one and why? Most of the why was not because I'm from here. It was because this certain player is rumored to be on it, or these colors, or this, this or like I'm from EU and all this stuff. <clears throat> which is very interesting. Uh, but I guess the top upvoted posts would probably not be Paris because I live in Paris. That's not the most interesting of comments. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you, they they do. Luckily, the city-based thing gives gives them a nice branding advantage where you already have the advantage of if someone's from Houston, they're going to like the Houston Outlaws more likely. Um but it is a it's a, a good idea for people like Paris who I mean they're a very very long flight away from Paris here in, or over in LA uh, they're rarely going to see this team in person ever until the off season so it's good that they get to see them now um, and get people attached live in person let's move on to grading them of course if you had, didn't listen to our previous branding grades episode we give a grade to the team nickname um the team logo and then the team colors we're starting with paris eternal of course let's let's start it off with the team name let's get the team name out of the way um <laughs> you, you start us off joe with paris eternal <laughs> Well, I don't want to steal your thunder. I think you should start. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll start off with the Paris Eternal. So when this was first rumored, it was rumored. I was very upset. I tweeted about it. I'm so, so sick of these adjective team nicknames. Toronto Defiant did it too. Toronto Defiant. Um, Boston Uprising. All these terrible adjective nicknames. Los Angeles Valiant. Like, there's no physical represent. Like, I like how Los Angeles did it. They had a physical representation of what Valiant was with their with their logo and all this all this stuff. Toronto Defiant, they didn't have a physical representation. I had no clue what they meant by Defiant. Um, I like Paris Eternal's branding a little bit more with their logo, but I still don't like the name. Um, it's so edgy, right? It's so <laughs> it's trying so hard to be cool, but it's just like just like be just make your nickname a noun you don't have to it just has to be simple you know um, you just be the paris roosters and call yeah, it good paris roosters honestly i would like paris roosters some more even though that's kind of a stupid uh, <laughs> mascot to have um i would like it more like houston outlaws all these like cool like noun nicknames are are my favorite personally because um it's just a little a nice little mascot i i really like it a lot um i like I mean, there there are tons of options uh, to choose from, and they it it doesn't necessarily even have to fit with your city to be cool. I'm from Detroit. We have the Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Lions. Tigers and Lions don't live in Detroit, but they're still cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, they can also relate it to the city if they want. But yeah, I'm sick of these adjective nicknames. I'm giving this one an F. Um, <laughs> come on, Paris, you're not you're not being cool with this. What are you giving it, Joe? Uh, well, yeah, so I, I tend to agree, um, and I think even among um, you know we've got these new teams, um, you know, including Toronto Defiant, also with the adjective. Um, but yeah, I think this probably this is the name that I like the least. Um, I don't know; it just doesn't have very much. Um, it, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Soul Dynasty a little bit in terms of you know that it's. Uh, sort of, sort of presumptuous, but you know, it's not even that. Is I don't know. It just seems kind of meh. I don't know. So yeah, it it doesn't doesn't get a very good grade out. Um, 
if I guess we might as well use the might as well use the uh, full scale. So yeah, I'll go ahead and give it an F as well. Yeah, I mean, at least <laughs> normally, normally I wouldn't be so mean, but <laughs> at least you know. dynasty is now, and at least you can have a dynasty. It's true, <laughs> even um, if it's a J Kong dynasty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, big big F. But we turn to the logo and the colors. And uh, I might, I, I think I have a little, a uh, little bit of a different grade here for these. We'll, we'll go to the logo. Uh, obviously, Joe, you were a bit confused on what the logo meant. I think a lot of people are like, "Why is it a rooster?" That doesn't have anything to do with Eternal. Roosters don't live that long. And uh, <laughs> the reason why it's roosters because uh, actually, Joe, you have the exact, the exact wording on that, don't you? I feel like you should explain this rather than me. I, I just have a very limited knowledge on it. Yeah, so I looked it up because I was curious um, back when that was announced. Um, yeah, because because you had said, well, you know, the rooster is sort of a national thing for France, um, and it's like on their on their soccer team jersey and stuff. Um, and but so I looked it up, and apparently it's it's a wordplay thing for all you uh, wordplay people. Um, that the, the Latin for rooster, um, which is uh, gallus or gallus, maybe. Uh, sounds like Gaul, which was uh, the word that the Romans used to refer to the land that is now, and the people who live in the land that is now France. Um, so it's this connection to old-timey Gaul then that led to the rooster thing that evidently has been carried all the way through the culture and now also to Overwatch. Do you think the Romans ever thought to themselves <laughs> when, they, when they called it Gaul? that they would eventually get a rooster logo out of the Overwatch League video game players. I don't think uh, they I can't, did. I can't imagine that they would have, no. Julius Caesar, that man had a big impact. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to rate the logo, you got a nice little a nice little uh, reference to Eternal in there with like the infinity lo- the infinity sign symbol in there. Um, overall, I I mean, I'm not obviously that part reminds me of their name and that frustrates me. But um, it's a really cool logo. I like the burgundy red. It's a nice little, nice little red with like a tint, just a touch of purple in there, just a little touch of purple in there. Um, and I, I really like the rooster. I've always really liked the rooster on uh, France's national soccer team jerseys. I've liked them a lot. Uh, so I, that's honestly. That's one of the reasons why I've always wanted to get a France jersey is they're nice and clean and they got that sweet symbol on there. And I really like this this rooster as well. Um, it's a pretty cool rooster. I'm going to give this logo a B+. There you go. Yeah, I'm a fan of this because it's, um, you, you know, they could have just put a rooster on their, on their uh, icon. But no, it's super stylized and like fancy like you would expect out of something from France, which is cool. Um and then the other thing, oh yeah, they um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Prince's guitar. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it because it's it's almost got like a P in there, um, oh. sort of for uh, uh, for Paris. But I, I don't know if that's intended or not. But at any rate, uh, but yeah, so it's it's cool, super cool. Um, it's not like busy, which um, like the we haven't actually seen it yet but the, this hongzhou logo i'm not super a fan of but it's not like that um are we doing colors too or just the logo uh just the logo we'll move on to colors after that oh, okay so yeah the logo um the, yeah so they they did they did the best with what they've got i think that's uh that's pretty <laughs> fair to say uh but it, yeah i don't know I, I'd, I'd give it an a i think it's it's yeah, it's a good one yeah um yeah, when you I mean when you you already are putting yourself at a disadvantage when you're naming your team Paris Eternal. And then you're just like, okay, what do we make the logo? I mean Toronto Defiant was just like, uh TD, I guess. TD. <laughs> so, uh, you're already putting yourself at a pretty big disadvantage there. Um, but colors. Uh I messaged you right after this was revealed and I told you I was in love with the colors. I really, really like the colors. I love. It reminds me overall. This entire reveal reminds me of European soccer. It bleeds European soccer. The logo is just like that national team, as we said, and the colors are FC Barcelona, the uh, the team that Lionel Messi is on, of course. 
Um, and the colors are exactly FC Barcelona. I'm not kidding you. These are the colors of FC Barcelona. Um, and they're beautiful. I really like uh, FC Barcelona. I think uses their gold too, like not as an accent. They use it too much as a normal color. Paris is using it as an accent, and I like it a lot. Unless you count their Twitter picture, which I believe is currently a yellow background, which is kind of disgusting to me. Um, <laughs> but in this picture specifically, I really like the skins. Everyone's complaining blue and red, but it's unique. It's it's a darker burgundy red. Uh, the blue is even a bit different from uh, from most. And then you got that that nice gold accent. Uh, specifically on Widow, and I can't wait to see it on people like Arissa, Genji, where the accents are going to be there even more. I'm giving the colors an A. I love them. Yeah, it's, um, I, 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 t- I tend to lean more towards the uh, blue and red uh, camp myself, but uh, but but you're right. It is it is a pretty uh, pretty distinct one. Uh, kind of reminds me of some of the uh, Overwatch World Cup skins that they had, which like. Ninety-five oh, percent yeah. of the Overwatch World Cup teams blue were also red. blue and red, because uh, <laughs> just because of the colors of flags. But, uh, uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I do agree that they they did do that well, though. Um, it, it could it could have been a lot worse, <laughs> I think, if they were if they were just going for blue and red. Um, I, I kind of wish they were, they were doing like blue, red, and white or something, because then it could be kind of you know France flag type thing. But um, but yeah, the the gold is going to work out, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a solid B definitely for me. Okay. Um, yeah, no one's done blue, red, and white. No one's done white too much. What do, does any team like include? I guess their away jerseys are all white. What am I talking about? Um, let's move on. yeah, I kind of wanted to see just like a black and white team this season, but I don't know if we're going to get that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the Toronto Venoms was the leaked, uh, true. black and white team. True. Yeah. So far it's not looking good. Um, specifically because of the leaked the leaked logos. I don't think we're getting the black and white. It's looking like uh we have like a blue light another light blue and white team and then red, white, and blue for DC, and I think the rumor for, for Vancouver is the Probably same as the pink. The same as the Canucks though, which is green oh. and blue. But pink would be Ooh, sweet. More blue. <laughs> hey, we That's haven't wrong. got we haven't got green and blue yet, have we? That's true. It's so. I like I green and blue. True. I like green and blue a lot. Um, the, everyone complains about this blue, but in all honesty, every time someone some a a skin is revealed that isn't blue or red, in my opinion, the team fumbles it. Uh, the one I like is fusion with their orange and black. I like green and black with the, the outlaws, but the shock absolutely fumbled their orange into eternity with their orange, yellow, and gray, which is disgusting. And we're going to talk about Chengdu, which I also think is pretty gross. So if these teams can't figure out how to not make their team red and blue, then just keep me, keep giving me the red and blue because the other ones are ugly as hell. Let's move on to Guangzhou Charge, which is a unique blue. But uh, let's they just they didn't have any events surrounding this. They just threw it out there. Um, the good old Guangzhou Charge, another electricity name, just like the Shock. Huge rivalry incoming, um, and they should both be in the Pacific Division. So big, big rivalry. Um, Guangzhou Charge, let's start off with, I mean, this one's not too deep of a dive, in all honesty, but let's start off with the team nickname. Joe, you start off this time. Give me a grade on the old Guangzhou Charge nickname. I mean, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a fancy backstory, at least that I know of. Um, so, nope. so you know, f- for that, it's kind of eh. But, um, uh, but, but I do like the uh, the sort of theme they're going with, the rest of the stuff. But um, yeah, Guangzhou Charge. It's not a it's not an adjective, so that that's worth points. Um, <laughs> it's worth points. And, and I suppose you can make um, I suppose Uber can make puns out of it, so that's probably also good. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, so yeah, that's that's at least a B name, probably. Yeah, um, it's pretty low standards, but you'll have that. I know. I was just about to say that way too low of standards because of how <laughs> terrible most of the team names are in this league. If the if the rest of the league included like noun nicknames, this would be 
like fine, I guess. But <laughs> the fact that it is one of the rare noun nicknames gets it a B for me as well. And I'm in, I'm I like it a lot because I don't know. It's simple. It's nice and simple. And uh, I don't know. I like I like the lightning bolt theme they're going with. I always like the light lightning bolt themes. It reminds me of the old San Diego or it's Los Angeles now. Los Angeles Chargers. Um. Uh, just like except they're not a charger they're just the charge um i like it let's move on to uh the logo now which is nice and simplified but you got that lightning bolt in the old blank space joe (laughs) was it mind-blowing when you saw that lightning bolt oh talk about being edgy even though it's not it's not quite edgy (laughs) but it's negative space man it's crazy it's just like fedex Never seen that before. <laughs> uh, give give me a grade, Joe. Um, but it's it's fine. It's whatever. It's only one color, so I guess that'll be my criteria for not uh, not giving it an A. I don't know. Yeah. At least out at least outline it or something. <laughs> yeah, um, very but but sure, yeah. It's a yeah, give it another B. It's ta- it's it's there. I've talked about how I like. I like Toronto Defiant because of its because it's simple. Guangzhou is very si- similar. Um, I don't know which one I like better, Toronto Defiant or at least Toronto Defiant had like a texture to it, kind of. I guess Guangzhou is a little less texture. I like it. I, I mean, I'm gonna give it a, like a B minus. I think it definitely could have been a little bit more, a little less simplified. Maybe an outline, maybe some different colors in there, but I think it's cool. Um, I think it's nice and simple. I think it's growing on a lot of people too. I've seen a lot of people on on Reddit say that it's really growing on them. So uh, let's move on to the colors. Uh, this is actually the one team I haven't read the official press release for to see if they had like official colors on it. Maybe I did actually, and they didn't have them. Oh yes, they do. Dark blue, dark blue, light blue, and lush green is what lush they're calling green. their colors. Yes. Um, which is, I guess, that like little neon. It's like a sea green almost. So it's the accent. Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you think about? <laughs> uh, I'm just like imagining like them reading all these comments, like stop making blue teams, and they're like, let's make let's make it three different blue colors. <laughs> what do you what do you think about the colors? Um, but yeah, so but in this case, I do really think it worked. Uh, I am I am a fan. Actually, you 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 sort of hinted that you don't like uh, Chengdu either. I like I actually like both of these teams, uh, Guangzhou and Chengdu. Um, but yeah, this one it's it's like a it's like a C type of thing, right? That they've got uh, you know a dark blue and a light blue. It's sort of a, an ocean greenish type thing. Um, but I think I think the skin choices that they gave are uh, they're showing a more right here in Hanzo in the the Guangzhou skins. And I think those are, those are good choices too, I think to show off these colors, but um, maybe, yeah, I'm a fan um, just in order to keep uh, that. It's all, it's all super unified. They know exactly what they're trying to do (laughs) with, with the skins and with the colors. And I think that's, uh, that that's to be commended. Uh, Yeah. So I'll I'll give this one an A. That's, that's good. I think Guangzhou at the end of the season is going to like, I don't know. It's so simple now and it's so it just doesn't stand out compared to everything else because of how simple it is, but I think it's going to be the most underrated like branding overall. I think by the end of the season they're going to grow on me so much that it's going to be one of my favorite branding. I'm going colors. I'm going like a an A. I I've just mentioned it. I really like the color blue. I know everyone wants people to stop doing the, the doing blue. But honestly, as far as I can tell, almost every blue team has like a different secondary color or they're doing something different with the blue, and I don't mind that at all. I'm pretty sure in pro sports, majority of the teams are blue, and that's because blue is the best color. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. Blue is the best color. Uh, we could get some more cool teams, team colors, though. I'm going to take this this time to promote some team colors that unfortunately I don't think we're going to get this season, but that need to happen. Uh, Yellow and purple. Yellow and purple. Very cool. Los Angeles Lakers are like the only team that do yellow and purple, and I think it looks really cool. Uh, Another yellow one. I know I talk about how much I hate yellow, 
But uh, I was just in Pittsburgh, and every team is black and yellow there. I know there's some confusion about uh, Chengdu and whether they're yellow and black or not. I, they're officially orange and black. Uh, I want just a normal yellow and black team. Unfortunately, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much you're cutting out on your recording, but you're cutting out pretty bad for me. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, did you, like, like just then, just when you started talking about the other colors. Okay. Um, it's on the on the uh, thing. It's showing that I'm not cutting out at all. It might just be your internet. Yeah, it might be. Okay. Well, then we keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but yellow, yellow, purple, yellow, black. I need those bad. Um, I was thinking yeah. about yellow and orange. We have a yellow and orange team, though. We have London Spitfire. Okay. Chengdu kind of gave it to you, maybe. Um, their their official colors are orange, black, and gold. So, oh, uh, yes. From the, press, <laughs> from the press release, it's orange, black, and gold. Everyone's very confused. I'm confused, and w- that will show up in their grade. Uh, but <laughs> colors for Guang for Guangzhou. Hey, I really like the colors. Reminds me a lot of the. Football team, the Seattle Seahawks, which are blue and neon green. This is more of a neon sea bluish green, uh, which I like a lot more than the Seahawks, actually, because it's their neon is not in my face as much. Uh, neon is is awesome if used very subtly. All right. Uh, let's move on to Chengdu, which I just previewed a little bit. But um, yeah, Chengdu, let's start off with the Chengdu Hunters. Um, I guess I'll start since we'll switch it off again. I'll start by grading their nickname, the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, another good one. I like the Chengdu Hunters a lot. Hunters. That's a that's a pretty unique noun nickname. I don't see hunters too often in anything else. Uh, I'm gonna give that an A. I I like the Chengdu Hunters a lot. Um, yeah, I think I would agree. Uh, like particularly with, um, they've got sort of like a knife hidden in their in their. Uh, a uh, name text which is cool um but, but yeah it's 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 a it's a noun it's it's like a group of people um <laughs> those are good um uh, and it uh, people are talking about it oh it's they're hunters but it's a panda and you don't hunt the pandas and whatever and it's like yeah sure but it, it's it's an animal i mean so it like makes you think of jungle and stuff so it's it, it's effective um even pandas, it, it, pandas don't necessarily hunt they just eat bamboo, but I mean, yeah, it's it's whatever. I, it, it, they uh, they got a, their point across for what they need. So yeah, it's uh, I'll give it an A. It's solid. All right, let's move on to the logo. Um, I guess I'll talk. Chengdu's all over the place for me. But honestly, their branding reveal is so confusing to me. I've never been confused. It's it's a bad it's a bad reveal when I'm confused by it. Um, but well, yeah, not the least of which is because they they announced it and on like and then Saturday or Friday, and then took it all down, and then put it up again. Yeah, I mean it was yeah that including that um, it is definitely the most confusing brand reveal for me. So, um, and that's mainly because like I'm I'm looking right now at the Overwatch League page for it and the picture of it, and if I cover the logo, if I cover up like the name if i cover up the skins i could guess that Chengdu is like has three completely different color combinations and it's so confusing to me like if i just look at the logo they're gold and black if i just look at their name they're orange and black and then if i look at the skins they're yellow gold and black i don't know what color they are but let's move on to the to the logo which i think is pretty cool i think everyone agrees the logo is cool and it's weird i don't know I think the reason I'm saying this is because we have to grade these all individually. But if I put them all together, it's an F. If I grade them individually, they're cool. <laughs> they're all cool individually. Um, the logo, super cool. I like the panda. He's angry. He's got a little smirk on. Um, and it's it's nice and minimalistic, too. Um, it's not too in detail with the panda. So, And they've got a lot of uh, points. It's very a pointy pointy thing and his little ear has like a bite out of it or something yeah he has some attitude yeah <laughs> so I, I give the logo an a 
Yeah, same thing. I think um, part of that is because we're seeing it on a white background. Uh, I opened up the. I, I opened up that press release and look at the graphic on the press release. It's like on a dark orange background and it looks terrible. But, but uh, on a white background, it looks nice because it actually looks like a panda. Uh, so, but it, yeah, but it, it's solid. It's, uh, like I said, much better than this uh, Hangzhou one that is rumored. Uh, it it, it, it looks point. like an Overwatch League, skit, or an Overwatch League icon, which is, I think, the point of it. So, um, yeah, so I'd give that an A also. All right. The colors, I'm specifically, I, I don't know what to go off of, but I, I'm going to go off the skins, um, which is a yellowish orange, I think. So I think one, one of the other issues is someone pointed this out in some Reddit comments is that it's like it, almost an optical illusion that these skins look yellow that they're actually orange. I did put them into Photoshop to check what the colors were of the Chengdu in their logo, the word Chengdu and the skins. They're two complete. They're like two completely different oranges. And then I also did on the press release, which is their Twitter picture. Uh, that is a completely different orange as well. So, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I, it's so hard to grade their colors when they don't know what they are, and I don't know what they are. Um, you, I, just from looking at the the skins here, it's Genji and Tracer, uh, yeah. and it almost looks like. But uh, it, it, I hadn't I hadn't uh, seen them in the context of like metallic gold, and the first few times I looked at them, I, I was looking at them like just yellow and brown, uh, and that was actually kind of cool. I was a fan of that. Uh, and now I, now I see it's like yellow and black and metallic gold and it's 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 okay uh, I don't know but yeah if it gets much darker to do like orange and black and metallic gold that would be kind of sketchy yeah I like the yellow but they're not yellow but the, t- the team is <laughs> yellow they, they yeah. officially officially are orange um I I don't know I like uh I'm so I'm so stuck on this, but I let's see. I'll I'll grade the skins. I like the skins. I'll give it like a B, a B minus. I'm so I'm just so confused by what color they are that I cannot give myself to give them an A. I, I if they're if they're yellow, black, and gold, I'd like their colors more if they're than if they're orange, black, and gold, which they officially are orange, black, and gold. If they're orange, black, and gold, I give them a C. If they're yellow, black, and gold, I would give them like a B. But, um, yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, that it's we'll have to see exactly how this all falls out. But um, with just this specific graphic, OverwatchLeague.com, when they got the Genshin Tracer skin, I like that. Uh, that's a very, very solid B plus. Yeah. Um, if if you if I had to grade their twit pick right now, I would give it an F, and I would tell them to fire <laughs> their graphic designer immediately. Uh, because that I don't know that orange is not at all like the orange in Chengdu or on those skins. It's like Philly Fusion orange. It's like Overwatch League orange almost. Uh, it's like a little bit brighter than Philly Fusion orange, or a little more like yellowish, I guess. But it's it's very shocking to me that it. I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> um, <laughs> But overall, I think their logo's cool. I think their nickname's cool. I'm just confused as hell as to what their colors are. Um, anything else to say about these branding reveals, Joe? Ah, uh, not much. Yeah, we've got three more. So, or two more? Three more. Three more. We got three more. Hangzhou, DC, and Vancouver. I am not looking forward to grading DCs based off their Microsoft Paint Shield. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully the skins can can pull that out. Yeah, I mean to be fair, the the leaks I all looked pretty bad, and then once the full branding came out, I was like, okay, this is better. Uh, so maybe DC will do the same exact thing. But right now, that shield is way too s- simplistic, yet has so much going on at the same time, uh, which is not good. Yeah. But let's move on to some news. We had a couple of signings this week. There's not too much news. Uh, The first piece is that NYXL has signed Nene from their XL2 roster. They are officially up to five DPS players. 
And uh, there's no sign so far that they are trading any of them to anyone else. Uh, and the only sign we've got so far is that they're going to be using Nene possibly as a tank. Um, so this has been rumored for a while, Joe. What do you? But what do you think about NYXL pulling this guy up? Yeah, they. Oh, all I can say is they better not. Uh, well, did, did they pull him up or did they give him a two-way roster or a two-way contract? Do we know? I don't think we do know, but I'm assuming since they didn't say two-way that it was just a normal pull-up. Yeah, that, that's that's a weird decision <laughs> for for me. Um, you know, tank I guess makes sense. Um, obviously, um, he just made a name for himself on Axel Two as a DPS player. Um, but you're right, that's that's not something they're in need of right now. Uh, with Sibyl B, uh, Libero, Pine, and now uh, the artist formerly known as Manohana. <laughs> Uh, that's just what I'm going to call them now. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tank is fine. You know, obviously, um, he's got some pretty big shoes to fill if that's the case, though, uh, filling in for Mako and Mono, um, or, you know, b- being able to step up to that level. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought NYXO was done and then they weren't. Um, so I have to see what happens. Maybe, you know, they're just trying to, um, do something else with XL2, but in that case, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it okay. They did it. You know, we'll have to see what they do with it from from uh, from now on. But yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, uh, was mystifies me a little bit. I mean, he's he's one of the like top top contenders prospects. Specifically, ZP kept telling kept saying this this is the best guy in contenders. Um. And it's very confusing that they would take him, bring him to their main roster, and then want him to play a different position. Um, so I, I don't know what they're going to do with Nene. They already got, like, one of the... Those five DPS players are insane. Um, when Flower, or <laughs> the artist formerly known as Nanohano, is <laughs> your worst <laughs> DPS, your, your lineup is insane. Uh, because honestly, I mean, he has been underperforming, but that is their worst DPS is, is Nano on a flower. Um, so I, I mean, I, if I were them, I would try to trade one of these players because having a five player DPS rotation is not the way to go. In my opinion, maybe they can make it work, but I think three player DPS rotation is the perfect amount. I think five is a bit too much. Um, so if I were, I mean, I don't know what you trade for if you're NYXL is the thing though, uh, you would have to trade for a backup because your lineup is so stacked already. Um, or just keep, or I, I if anything, I would have kept Nano on our flower in on XL two based off how he's been performing. Honestly. Um, I don't think there's any point in having that guy in the main roster. I don't know how often he's going to be playing with this many DPS on your team. Uh, but he's just there for the hype, basically. Um, let's move on to F- Dallas Fuel. They also have signed someone, and they aren't done after this one, by the way. Um, they have signed RCK, who is a EU contender's boy, off-tank, right, off-tank? Yeah. Uh, for Team Gigante, who got second in the Contender Season 1 and got uh, made it to the semifinals in Season 2. Uh, a lot of people like this signing. Do you agree, Joe? Um, yeah, I think it's a, a good decision, Joe. Obviously, we had, um, uh, you know, Dallas Field had last season, they sort of had uh, Mickey Seagull, um, OGE, kind of in the in those tank roles. Um, obviously, Seagull is gone now. Uh, Seagull did everything, but um, but OGE and Mickey, um, I'm sure they would appreciate um, you know somebody coming in from behind it. I know people, um, uh, you know, some people have speculations about uh, uh, Mickey's flexibility, which I mean, we saw lots of Mickey's flexibility. I'm not entirely sure where those come from, but maybe that'll be uh, serve a little bit to um, to waylay some of those concerns, perhaps. Um, to, you know, it's in general, um, you know, we talked about that to have, um, to have three or more for a position, um, you know, give you some, uh, roster flexibility, give you some room for rotations. I think in general, that's a good thing. Uh, so I'm a fan of that. Um, uh, you know, people were speculating, well, if it wasn't going to be RCK, um, 
that what Dallas really needs is a project LDPS player. Uh, so you know maybe that's going to be their um, their new signing. I don't know. Have they said they're going to announce that? Do they have a date for that or? Uh, they don't have an announcement. No, they don't have a date for it. No yeah, announcement of an there's... announcement quite yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but yeah, we know there's at least one more one more player coming. Like hopefully it'll be like you said, projectile DPS because we've got uh, three great hit scan players yeah. on the roster already. Um, but be yeah, hydration it's... right now. So yeah, which that's a whole different discussion. We'll talk about when that happens. But <laughs> but. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, it's it's good uh, adding an RCK uh, to a team that already has uh, uh, two three letter named players. Yeah. Um, that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, uh, formerly formerly XQC also. So <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, RCK XQC, lots of three AKM, AKM OGE <laughs> OGE. This is crazy. Uh, but yeah, Mickey, I, I'm confused by the Mickey rumors saying that he's. Like he's basically gonna be useless, and he's only there for attitude or like like making people happy. But he was one of the best Brigitas at the end of stage four. And... Oh, but 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 it's just because that nobody countered him. Oh. <laughs> I, I I don't know why people are just like. Well, I honestly I do think Mickey is like a little bit talked about a lot more than he should be. He's not the best player, but he is one of the best Brigitas, and Brigida has not left the meta. Um, so I think Mickey is still very valuable to the Dallas fuel, uh, and will definitely start on if, if they are running goats or Brigida comps. So, um, that does confuse me, but our, I mean, I do think they're going to use RCK over Mickey for off tank duties, like diva and stuff like that. Um, because I do think Mickey's diva got a little bit worse than he was at it. Or just, everyone kind of just learned from Mickey's diva, honestly, and improved on it. He was the OG, really good diva, and then everyone just copied him and was more. They were better at it, but uh, he's a really good Brigida, so I think they'll use Mickey as Brigida. RCK will be that off tank guy. Um, so <laughs> we got some Atlanta Rain news about Defran. Uh, <laughs> so Defran, he kind of freaked out on stream. He was. Uh, I mean, this is just normal Defran stuff. Just upset, uninstalls Overwatch, and uh, stops the stream, and then tweets how he, uh, the contracts, he's ended the contract, all this stuff, that he's not on Atlanta anymore, basically, and he's done with Overwatch forever. Uh, which He's headed to McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Which which I thought might have just been hinting at a, a trade to Florida, but no. <laughs> no, was... no, no. Absolutely not. Uh Fran, then what, how far after was this? Like three or four days, three days, maybe? Uh, not very long, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the last November, week. So. Yeah. November 7th was the first tweet, November 8th. One day, my bad. Wow. <laughs> Literally one day. Okay. Um, so, one day after this tweet, DeFran came out and said that he is not quitting. Um, and he's making it was a dumb mistake. Um, and it wasn't a debate either. Everyone thought it was like him debating, which would have been terrible uh, PR for the Atlanta Rain and him. I don't know why he would fake quit to debate people. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, turns out he doesn't quit. I was going to say, I mean, based off this, I, I was going to say if he was debating people, that Atlanta Rain probably wouldn't want him on their team anymore because that's just the weirdest thing um, yeah. but he wasn't debating people he, it was a mistake a clear mistake and uh i mean if this happens like a couple more times and i were the atlanta rain i would definitely consider dropping him but um it's just one time and he clearly wants to improve and he wants to continue to be in overwatch league so give him another chance what do you what do you think about this um yeah, the other thing i'd add is the uh uh, well, yeah, so I agree, I agree with most of that uh, that you're saying. But yeah, the, the one thing I'd add is that hopefully, uh, you, you know, whatever uh, whatever instigated all this whole thing can be taken care of um, through the team, ideally. But you know, just in general, making sure that he has the resources he needs to be successful um, in the pro league. Because you know, if that happened after you know two or three weeks of <laughs> uh, practices and scrims in the off season 16 weeks before the the season starts you know that they, they can be a little concerning uh, so just want to make sure 
Uh, you know, obviously they're under lots of pressure, uh, lots of stress. Keep living this kind of uh, professional esports player life. Uh, so you know, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully all the teams, but particularly hopefully Atlanta is uh, making sure to take care of that uh, with their own players. Yeah, I mean they better. You don't want another XQC situation or something like that where you're just going to have to forcibly drop him and get some bad PR going. Uh, and apparently the the, the the murmurs were that Defran was having to play Brigida or some support player in scrims, and he was frustrated by it. Um, and he was sick of doing it, basically. Um, but he, yeah, he's got to realize like he's got to fill the team's needs sometimes. In the goats meta, you aren't playing much soldier. Yeah, and that's he really likes playing. He, I, d- I doubt Def- I, I don't doubt that Defran hates goats. Uh, all these DPS <laughs> players hate goats. Uh, but yeah, DeFran's got to realize uh, if he wants to be a pro, he's got to be a team player, um, which I, I believe he's. I believe he's beginning to realize that. So that's that's pretty good. Patch. Uh, the next patch is going to require a full reinstall, which then Kotaku confirmed in an email through Blizzard that it will be an optimization patch. A remaster is what Blizzard has called it. Um, let me read the exact words from this Kotaka article on what Blizzard said. Uh, in an email, Blizzard called this a remaster patch and said it, it's intended to improve load times, optimize memory for constrained systems, reduce hard drive space to use by the PS4 version, fix bugs across many maps. No, I don't want to subscribe to your email, Kotaku. Get that out of my face. And make changes to data formats to support future content i know you want this bad joe i know you are happy about it right yeah i mean lots of people are you know we i've heard um at least from the edition uh from back when uh, moira was added and yeah she had all those visual effects for people like oh my frame rate's dying whatever um but i'm sure it's been since earlier than that yeah that people have been really wanting this yeah uh and also an article says if you do have the PTR download on your computer, then your re-download will be significantly smaller. Uh, so, yeah, so, that... so presumably that means this is going to be coming in with patch uh, 1.30, the Ash patch, whenever that goes live. Yeah. So that could be pretty soon, which is nice. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm down for that. I have the PTR download on my computer, so that'll be quicker for me. I like it. Uh, so if you haven't tried out Ash, download the PTR now, and you can have a smaller uh, smaller update when you update to uh, the Ash patch on the live server. Um, that's exciting. That's going to be exciting. Let's get into our topic for today. We're done with the news. We're going to talk about a quick topic, and that topic is Fantasy Overwatch League. Uh, because this is the year, last year when uh, Nate Nancer announced Overwatch League, he said this is the year, season two is the year they will have an official Blizzard run uh, Overwatch League fantasy and uh, I'm excited for it. They haven't said anything about it, uh, so that kind of worries me. But um, right now, I'm going to go off the fact that Nate said that this was coming, and uh, it better come. Last year, we, we had Winston's Lab fantasy, um, which was okay. So, Joe, uh, Joe, before this, you told me you, you're, you're not too deep into the fantasy game. You don't know too much about it. What? Let's... Let's take your perspective. What do you know about fantasy <laughs> sports slash fantasy esports? Uh, what in terms of like what I want or how does it work? How do you th- how do you know how it works? Is, is this is this a quiz? This is a know. quiz. Me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, you, you know you've got things like the uh, high noon pick'em, which is something that I did. Um, over in season one that that isn't quite the same as uh, you know getting into a uh an actual you know fantasy situation and stats for the players and picking yeah. your own team and that sort of thing um uh, yeah so to be able to expand into that that'd be cool um i know they were doing some sort of modified version of that for uh, overwatch world cup on winston's lap so it's kind of cool yeah. um I, I didn't uh i didn't know that that was happening until later but um but yeah it'll be Interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, 
So obviously you have things like pickums, which were easy to run last year, but uh, without the stats, because um, we know that Blizzard hated giving out those stats. They really wanted to keep them to themselves. And I'm, I'm really guessing it's because of fantasy. Like they, I do not think they want other people to run fantasy before they do. Uh, and that's mainly because fantasy sports is such a huge moneymaker, um, especially fantasy football. Like, it is so popular. Almost, I mean, that's one of the main reasons I still watch NFL is because fantasy football is so much fun. Uh, so I think, and the NFL doesn't own, like, rights to to these stats or anything like Blizzard does. Uh, so anyone can run a fantasy football football league and i'm sure nfl would rather they own it obviously and that's what blizzard is going for um so fantasy i mean fantasy sports if you don't know what they are you uh get to you get in a league with about anywhere from uh, the leagues usually have anywhere from like 10 to 14 uh people owning a team uh, and then you draft players in this league. So if we're talking Overwatch League, uh, you you would most likely want to draft someone like Fleta or Carpe. Uh, you want to draft the people who are going to score you the most points. And you get points. Uh, I'm going to go based off what Winston's Lab fantasy was. In Winston's Lab, you got the most points for kills. You got minus points for deaths. Uh, you got points for whenever your player alts. You got points whenever your player gets a first kill, and you got minus points whenever your player gets the first death. So, um, in Winston's lab, which was an issue, in my opinion, DPS players were very, very, very valuable because they were the only ones scoring points because kills mattered the most. Um, some Mercy players, they were literally... They were... They not only did they have no value, they had negative value. Like they, if you look at the final stats, these mercy players all have like negative points <laughs> because uh, because they weren't getting kills. And then they also were... there's Roshan. <laughs> yes, there's Roshan. <laughs> but, but yes, uh, they were getting <laughs> they were getting no kills. They were getting majority deaths majority first deaths most likely because mercy is always the targeted one for a first kill um they never got first kills and uh, i guess they were getting majority of their points from alts um which was a weird i mean i guess that's a cool kind of a cool stat for fantasy but it's kind of weird at the same time um so in winston's lab dps players were very heavily and you basically you would have to fill out your lineup for your teams with two DPS players, two tanks, and two supports, uh, much like a an actual um, Overwatch League lineup. Uh, so that's what fantasy kind of is. Then you go each week, you go head to head with someone else in your league, um, and depending on how many points your players score compared to their points, you either get a win or a loss. Uh, so that's it's so addicting because it's not only. I mean, it, you want to draft the draft the best team and then go watch them uh, every week. Honestly, it's just fun and it it gets you watching almost every game. For me and fantasy football, uh, I I watch almost every game now because uh, my players are on these random random teams that I wouldn't care about, uh, but now I do because they're on my fantasy team. Uh, but yeah, basically, I, I kind of just wanted to take this time. I mean, Joe doesn't know too much about it, so I guess I'll just dive deep into because I, if if Fantasy Owl comes out this year, I definitely want to make a separate podcast for it. I definitely want to analyze some things. I, I love fantasy sports, and I would love to analyze Fantasy Overwatch League. Uh, and here are some improvements, or here are some things I think Blizzard should do with their official one that Winston Lab didn't do but they weren't able to do because they didn't have full stats of course um but anyways i here's the number one thing they do here on winston's lab have different they differentiate points for what position you play so if you got a kill and you were a dps you got two points if you got a kill and you were a support you got three points on Blizzard's official thing, I want them to dive even deeper. I know this might get complicated. 
But I want to be able to say, if you play Mercy and you get a kill, you get a lot of points because you rarely get a kill on Mercy. Compared to if you play Zenyatta and you get a kill, it should be worth less points. Um, I think that will fix the problem <laughs> that Winston's lab obviously had with their mercy players who were virtually worth less than nothing uh, because they uh, their kills were worth the same amount as a kill from a Zenyatta player and Zenyatta players get kills way more often. Um, I also want them to add hero specific uh, points. If you're a junk rat, uh, I want there to be specific amount of points for how many rip tire kills you get rather than just a general stat for if you ulted. Um, I would love I would love to see rip tire kills. I would love to see how many kills. Um, I don't know, but this is a complicated stat. But if you're a widow player, maybe how many kills or assists you get for um, f- for having uh, walls up. Uh, I want. I want. I know. I know. Overwatch League has these stats. I want headshots. Point for points for headshot kills, uh, specifically if you're a widow player or a McCree player or a soldier player or an Ash player. Now, uh, I know this is super complicated. There are so many heroes in this game, but I think the more complicated it is, the better it is going to be um, for these fantasy Overwatch League players uh, on on sort of picking. Uh, what player they want, and it's it's going to make it a lot more balanced. Um, because right now you're you're going to want to pick the widow players because they're getting tons of kills, like Carpe and Fleta. Fleta is by far the the most valuable uh, fantasy player to own on this list. Like five ninety one points to five oh nine against Carpe, it's a pretty big difference right there. Um, and just having any like DPS player that plays Tracer or someone that isn't getting as much kills just not as valuable this would even the playing field out um and make it so uh you you could get a valuable tracer player or a valuable widow player um and also uh the ability to sort of dive into to stats you could say based off matchups too uh you you could have arguments like i don't know let's say the the I'll set up a scenario. Let's say the NYXL are playing Dallas Fuel this week, and you have, um, you have, let's say Pine on your team, and you see, oh, there are two Pine map. There are like three three maps where NYXL usually plays Pine. I'm gonna start Pine this week, um, and stuff like that. Specific matchups, specific map types, um, and really di- diving in deep based off of. Um, just what what is going on and what the situation is because uh, fantasy is deceivingly simple in my opinion uh if you know nothing about football you can play fantasy sports and you could be really good at it just by uh t- just by saying oh these players are really good i'm gonna draft them uh but the best of the best uh, they really dive deep into uh, specific situations in fantasy football um and say and say, oh, my wide receiver is playing this really bad defense this week. I'm going to start him this week. Uh, and this is the schedule for this wide receiver the rest of the season. It's really easy and really favorable for him. So I'm going to pick him up off the waiver wire and start him uh, and stuff like that. Uh, there's there's a lot of deep analysis that can be made. Uh, but in the end, it's mostly luck. <laughs> and that is why it's deceivingly simple. Um because you can you can analyze the hell out of fantasy sports, uh, but in the end, things. I mean, in the end, you could take a look at a very favorable matchup for maybe Fleta, who's been performing super well the entire season, and then he just flops one game because you you don't know exactly what's going to happen in the end. So uh, that is why it's seemingly simple. That's what I think they should do. It's a mouthful. I know it's a lot of stuff. Joe, what what do you think they should do for fantasy as someone who's never played fantasy before? Like what, what attracts you to, to something like fantasy sports? Um, I guess, you know, first thing, uh, the, the most important for, for somebody like me, you know, they're trying to pull, uh, people in who might otherwise not be involved, um, would just be that it needs to be really, um, uh, 
really well thought out and well well executed. Um, it needs, you know, they talk about Blizzard polish. It needs to have Blizzard polish, um, you know, even though it's not, um, even though it's not an actual game, you know, because if it's if it's um, if it's like their their mobile app, for example, um, was not super friendly. Uh, to not super user friendly to talk with, they'll use that very much. Uh, and for example, there and just uh, you know, we complained all last season about their website that um, you know we didn't have a stats page until like a week before finals, and uh, and the old schedule is still up, uh, you know, four <laughs> months after, and all this. Uh, so, so yeah, it needs, it needs to be needs to be done well, and and it needs to feel good. Um, uh, but but yeah, in general, lots of the things you're talking about that those those all seem to make sense. Um, you know, making it putting it in a position where um, th- that it it does make sense for no matter what um, uh, what you know experience level you're coming in coming into it with um, to make sure that everybody's you know getting what's going on. Yeah. Um... I really, I really agree with you on that. Like, it's just it, the, I mean, the best, the, the best fantasy websites are are working well. They, I mean, it's super hard to do, build a fantasy website because you not only have to, you have to have a full player database, a full stat database in there, and you have to have uh, a system that allows those stats to update live, uh, so that they can uh, take a look at the matchups live, um, and so far. Whoever they have hired to do their Overwatch League website, um, I don't. I I would be curious to see if they were able to do something like that, uh, because so far they they have made a an okay Overwatch League website that could definitely have some improvements um, and some. And there's barely anything that is like updated live on that website already. Just. Uh, there's just like a live scoreboard kind of, um, but I don't think stats are updated live at all or shown live at all. So they're really getting to, to expand their stat. I mean, this seeing these things really, and what you just said really makes me realize like, yeah, it seems like they're nowhere close to doing this fantasy thing. It might be season three, um, but we'll see if they could, if they could pull it out of the woodworks. Uh, but I really, really think that they, to succeed, they're going to need that stat depth uh, because I think that was the biggest downfall of Winston's lab. Of course, I'm not, I'm not getting upset at Winston's lab at all. They didn't have, they did what they could with what they had available. Obviously, they, and I, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they tried to do it. Um, I, I personally, I think I drafted a team and I just like left it alone after one week because I was like. This is kind of stupid. Supports are worth nothing, and I have to play them because um, you have to play a you have to play your supports, and one of them is getting negative points, and it's just like okay, can my can my mercy player get less negative points than his? It's just like it's just kind of weird. But um, I'm really hoping Blizzard comes out with an official one this year, um, and because mainly because I would love to analyze it. I'm deep into the fantasy football game. Uh, and fantasy sports game, and I would love to get deep into some fantasy esports as well. Um, and just, I would love to uh, like the fan. My favorite podcasts are like fantasy football advice podcasts, where people are calling in, people are like asking who I should start this week. Like, I would love to do that for Overwatch because uh, I know more about Overwatch than I do football. So, <laughs> uh, anything else to say about fantasy sports before we sign off, Joe? Uh, I guess you know, I feel like I say this about every single thing we talk about, but you know we just gotta wait and see. <laughs> we gotta wait and see. Uh, yeah. Um. Hopefully Blizzard nails it, and if they don't, then Blizzard, please hire me because I can nail it. Um, Twitter. Let's boast our Twitters, Joe. My personal Twitter is JW George IV. Joe's. Twitter is Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. And then our show has a Twitter. It's on the flank show is our Twitter handle. Our email is on the flank show at gmail.com. You can send a topic or uh, anything you want to talk about to either that email or you can tweet at us. 
uh, on the flank show once again is our Twitter. Of course, you are listening to this podcast, but if you would like to listen to it in a different way, we are at ontheflank.podbean.com on the internet. We're also on my YouTube page, which is linked in my Twitter. Uh, it is John George. Very hard to search and find. Uh, we are on iTunes. If you're on your phone, we are on Apple Podcasts, specifically an iPhone. Uh, but if you are on an, an Android phone, we are on Spotify. And before the show, I had I have just submitted us to to Google Play. Uh, which means we might be on Google Play pretty soon. We're under review right now, but keep a lookout for that. I am sure we will tweet about it. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Another great week of branding reveals. Uh, Yeah, this this is us signing off.